Discover the magic of integrating your financial, legal, and life planning. It's time for Smart Simple Wealth. It's another edition of Smart Simple Wealth. Walter Storholt alongside Carrie Qureshi, estate and wealth planning attorney at Qureshi Law Firm, serving you throughout Arkansas and Texas. You can find the team online by going to QureshiLaw.com. That's QureshiLaw.com. And Carrie, it's great to talk to you, and we have a lot to catch up on when it comes to the coronavirus conversations and the economic fallout of all of that. I can't wait to get your opinions on how we should be thinking about that and navigating through it, but... Boy, you've also had a whole other kind of issue in pandemic come across your location there in Arkansas in the Jonesboro area with the recent tornado outbreak and everything that happened from from that. I mean, this last month or so must just be a complete whirlwind for you and everybody you know. It is, Walter. I mean, it almost feels surreal because we were already dealing with um, social distancing and trying to have this new normal, I guess, for a lot of people working remotely, you know, kids out of school and homeschooling. And then on top of all of that stress, last Saturday, we had an EF3 tornado come through town. And when I say come through town, I don't mean, you know, around the outskirts um, or in the county. It literally came through the middle of Jonesboro, Arkansas, which has a population of over 75,000, college town. And so, you know, I I think we're so fortunate um, when we look back because of the coronavirus, um, we had no fatalities. And, you know, that is honestly a miracle when you look at where the tornado came through um, and hit the mall, it hit all the restaurants. Fortunately, because of the, you know, stay at home rules and the restaurants being closed. Yes, we had some injuries, but we we had no fatalities. And so we that is have wild. been through, we have been through a lot in the past couple of weeks. Yes, you definitely have. Well, I'm glad that everything is okay after. I know that there's a lot of buildup and uh, repairing that needs to occur in the wake of the uh, tornadoes that came through and definitely thinking about the folks who did get injured and had to stay in the hospital overnight. But amazing. Some of the footage that came out of that tornado is some of the clearest and most intense tornado footage that I've seen in, in quite a few years. I mean, some people got a really good look at that thing with how close it was coming to, uh, you know, very clustered areas down there. And man, oh, man. And, and then I think everybody must have seen that one picture of the car or truck or whatever it was completely mangled in the parking lot. You just couldn't even tell tell what it was. I mean, and where it came from, you know, like it got dropped there. I don't think it was even from that parking lot. It was, it was just amazing pictures. So I'm glad everybody's OK. Yeah, I mean, there were there were cars on top of cars, and they were saying that they found debris, you know, 30, 45 miles away. And so it, it was very, you know, very, very unreal. But we were so fortunate in our weather team because the weather service had actually stopped the tornado warning or watch for our area. Um, and, and, and our weather team was still watching that storm. Oh. And it, it was not a tornado until it came into town. It was just this wall cloud. And when you go back and watch some of the clips, it's this huge wall cloud. And the meteorologist is sitting here saying, you know, I don't like the way this thing looks. It looks like it could drop down at any minute. And that's exactly what it did. It just, I mean, you just saw the funnel form live on TV. um, And at that point, that's where I told my husband and my kid, you know, get the shoes on. We're going to the safe room. We're going right now. Is that the first time you've had to use the, the safe room? 
It is. It's the first time. I mean, we've been in this house for two years and that's, you know, we've had close calls, but we've never actually said, get in there. And we had to bring all three dogs into the safe room. And this is about the size of a closet, Walter. So imagine <laughs> me and my husband and our seven-year-old son. And three, and then and we three had corgis. An, <laughs> well, no, an, an 80-pound Australian shepherd. Oh, goodness. A 50-pound yellow lab. And then the 20-pound corgi that wants to be mad because the other dogs are in there with us. So yes, it was, it was tight quarters. <laughs> I, I, I thought it was three corgis. I didn't realize the corgi is the smallest of the bunch. So <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, three corgis would probably be easier to fit in, but the, the attitude, maybe also not. I don't hard, think I can handle three corgis. Harder to deal with. Yeah, that's for sure. Well, glad yeah. you're all right. And uh, thanks for sharing your experience with, I'm sure everybody through town's got a story like that, that, uh, you know, where they were, what they saw. And, um, boy, that'll be one that's talked about for a really long time. And especially the fact that it hit during the coronavirus pandemic. And I know that's going to be a big portion of our conversation today, Carrie. So let's definitely turn our attention that way. So, you know, again, before we dive into the financial elements of that, how are you also adjusting to life as it is now with the coronavirus, both personally and with your business? If people have questions about your business and are, are you still open for operation, how can people interact with you right now? What changes have you made, had to make on both fronts? Right. And, and so those are great questions, Walter. Um, we are still open for business. Um, we're actually busier than ever trying to help our small business owners understand some of the, the loan options uh, available to them and also helping clients with estate planning. When something like this comes up, you know, it, they have kind of a reaction. Oh, my gosh, I, you know, I haven't done this yet. And, and, and there's a need, you know, especially for our healthcare workers or other essential workers to make sure that they have their last will and testament and medical powers of attorney in place. So we are, for the most part, working remotely. So all of our meetings are being held through video conference or through phone calls. But it's still very much business um, as usual, <laughs> for the most part. And so we're still encouraging people to, you know, give us a phone call or send us an email if they need help regarding anything on the estate planning or on the investment and financial planning side. I've been asking everybody I know, what is your uh, video conference platform of choice? We've used Zoom and, and okay. we've been happy with that. Um, we're fortunate that we were already offering video conferencing for the past two years because we work in two different states. Um, I'm not always in Texas. And so some of my Texas clients, you know, we do get on the video conference. So we were lucky that we were already set up to do that. It's just been, you know, a heavier volume than normal. Yeah. Yeah. Zoom has been the overwhelming. I've been asking every business owner I know what they've been using for video conferencing. And I would say Zoom has been the overwhelming winner. And uh, we definitely use it in our, uh, you know, podcast and, and radio interviews many times as well. Funny, we're not using it to currently do our show and, and talk right now, but we've used it other uh, in other cases many times before. So it is a good program, very easy for folks to use who don't use it every day either, because you can just send them a link, they click on, boom, they're joining you for their meeting, right? They don't have to download a bunch of complicated programs and create an account. It's very easy for one-time use as well as repeated use. That's what I like about it. So Right. That's what we're telling our clients because even some people that say, oh, we're not tech savvy, you know, we that's, don't know how to do parents. it. That's my parents. Yeah, I'm like, exactly. This is as easy as we can make it. You click the link. There's no account. We'll walk you through it. Um, and some of our, even our older clients that don't think that they could do it actually end up really liking the process. 
Yeah, I think Zoom has definitely done a good job of making it easy for people to just hop on and go, but then also adding a lot of advanced features for those who are going to be using it a ton and that kind of thing. So there's our free advertising for Zoom on today's show. All right. I don't think they need any. I think their stock's up. That's true. Their stock's up a lot. Yes, no doubt about it. All right. So let's get the update of where we stand on the markets, the economy, retirement planning as a whole, all as it relates to this coronavirus deal. Can you explain kind of just what's happening With what we've seen in the market the last couple of weeks, do you think this volatility is just the new normal? Are we going to experience this for quite a while now? Or have we seen the bottom? What's sort of your read on the situation? You know, past couple of weeks, like you said, have been extremely volatile. I'm not sure that we have hit the bottom yet. And like I tell my clients, you know, I don't have that crystal ball. I wish we, we did. But we really, we expect to see this volatility, you know, like you said, be the new normal for quite some time. And so what is really important for our financial planning clients is that you have a portfolio and you have a plan that has these situations already built in that we've already expected to experience, you know, this type of volatility for a certain amount of time to be able to ride this out and to still come out, you know, on the other end. Well, that's a great point because we definitely have two different types of people probably listening to the show today and two totally different messages, therefore, those who have been current clients and then those who maybe have never worked with an advisor before or gotten a great financial plan in place, they may be feeling completely different and have a totally different set of questions. So let's start with your current clients. How concerned have they been through all of this? Can you take us through some of the conversations you've had? Yeah, you know, for the most part, our clients haven't been too concerned. I mean, we've always reached out to them and said, here's what's going on. We just want to touch base. But what I'm hearing is they're not that concerned because we have already had this conversation and they know that their investment portfolio is built a certain way and that we're trying to minimize the risk. But we've already accounted for, you know, the volatility And so for the most part, they're okay. We're just checking in and we're not making a lot of changes. This is not the time and the place to be saying, well, do I need to sell some of this and and buy some of this and to be really emotional? Because if you look at all of the past studies, you know, they'll tell you, you know, this is this is where people sell low and make the biggest mistakes of their life because then when the market does go back up, they can't get in it fast enough. And so we're definitely trying to tell our investors to stay disciplined, um, stay with the plan that we've put into place. And like you said, that may be different for somebody that has never worked with a financial advisor. And I think that's one of the most important things is when you have that plan and you can stick to it, you know that you're on the right course, even when you're seeing headlines on the news or you're looking at your portfolio statement and you're seeing it drop day by day. You know, we, we want to make sure, you know, to keep those emotions in check and to do the right thing intelligently. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> trying to do the right thing intelligently yeah. like that's an important yeah. uh, important distinction there to draw yeah. and and two things that definitely need to go hand in hand so it makes sense that clients who already have a plan in place that's built for times like these may not be as concerned as others i'm just curious though for those who you are working with already or if folks just have a plan in place are you making adjustments right now is it a hold and wait kind of strategy i mean are there improvements that can be made or opportunities that can be taken advantage of now that we're kind of in this not necessarily the bottom, but in a bottom of the market? 
Right. Well, for some of our clients, you know, the ones that we're working with already, we are making small adjustments, especially for those clients that did have some cash sitting on the side. They didn't need that for liquidity. They said, hey, you know, it's just sitting here. You know, now's a great time to get into the market because, you know, yes, we don't know that we're at the very bottom, but we're at a lower point than we've been in the last 10 years. And so why not buy in when stocks are on sale? And so we've actually had a lot of clients call and and put a little bit of additional money in. But then we've also made some adjustments. There are some of our clients that are retired that are taking withdrawals. And so we're we're talking to them about, you know, is there um, another income stream that maybe we want to shift to for a while to give that investment portfolio some time to rebound? Because that's very important. We don't want to be taking money out too long on on a down portfolio. Or, you know, can we make some small changes? You know, we don't always want to, but do we have to make some small changes and maybe take out a little bit less just to get us through this point to make sure that they're going to have enough, you know, on their income? It's so important, Carrie, that we make sure we're, you know, crossing I's, dotting T's, airplane moment, strike that, reverse it. Um, But yes, making sure that we're covering the details of our plans and looking for those areas to benefit and improve. All right. So last but not least, if someone hasn't built a plan, I've had some family members, Carrie, calling throughout this pandemic from when the stock market first started to dive down, wondering, do we go to cash? What do we do? They don't have a great plan in place trying to figure this all out. What should their next steps be now that we're kind of at this point where we've been in this pandemic for a while, we've seen the market crash, stabilized a little bit, but still expecting some volatility. How is their situation different than somebody who had a plan going into this whole thing? Right. Well, I I think it's more important than ever, like you said, because they're having those concerns. And so the number one priority is to get a plan into place and not just any plan. You want a plan where you fully understand the amount of risk that you're willing to take and the amount of risk in your portfolio. And we also want to match that to an investment portfolio that you know is going to be good for you over the long term. That's going to take into account these ups and downs in the market and not something that's an, an investment portfolio that's going to be good only when the, you know, the times are good and not to, you know, what we're, we're going through now. And so to get that plan into place and to understand, you know, the risk tolerance is really key. One of those family members said to me, well, we were going to get a financial plan in place, but now that it's crashed, I guess we have to wait till the market goes back up. But that's not the case at all, right? No, I think that that's, you know, that that's kind of bad advice because, you know, there could be things now that your financial advisor could do for you and strategies you could be putting into place to put you in a better position than if you wait when the market is back up. That's a good point. So, yes, never too late to plan. Go ahead and do that now. And it's always better to do it now than tomorrow. Go ahead and bump up that timeline for getting a plan in place if you haven't gotten one so far. A quick mention to those of you who maybe don't have that plan in place and need some guidance and assistance, you can talk to Carrie by calling 870-275-4304. Again, 870-275-4304 or online at CoratiLaw.com. And we'll put the ways to get in touch with Carrie in the show notes of today's episode, so it's easy for you to find. Just look for the description or show notes section of whatever app you're using to listen to the show, or if you're already on the website, then you know how to get in touch. There's plenty of places to spot that number 
and uh, email address there. Uh, so since we're talking about the coronavirus, you mentioned that you've talked to small business owners about some of the uh, elements of the stimulus package that have now been passed that are going to impact them. We've also seen some other bills passed that will help individuals kind of weather this storm. One of those actually being a situation, Carrie, where people can withdraw money from their 401ks and other types of retirement accounts. Now, I feel like we've always sort of advised against people to do that, uh, doing that, you know, borrowing from your 401k, kind of a, a no-no in the retirement planning world. But I guess this is a, you know, a special case that we're entering into now. Right. I think that's it. And like you said, normally that would be our, our last resort. We don't want people pulling out money and, and getting those penalties. And the problem is still like the provision that you're talking about um, actually lets investors take out up to $100,000 this year without paying an early withdrawal penalty. Um, and I would say if you absolutely have to do that, then do it. But again, you have to remember you're pulling money out of your portfolio in a down market. And so um, normally that's not something that we recommend. And so we definitely, you know, like I said, that's a, a last resort situation. But what is really interesting with some of the stimulus bill and the new rules is that the bill is actually going to waive RMDs for 2020. And this part is huge for our clients that are trying to be proactive um, and do some tax planning because this is going to open up the door even more for Roth conversions. We're always talking to our clients about how do we minimize their tax bill in retirement. And so, like I said about, you know, your friend wanting to wait till later to meet with their financial advisor, this is one of the strategies that they could be putting into place right now to minimize the taxes and maximize, you know, their income in retirement. Do you think the stimulus efforts that have been put in place so far are pretty good overall changes to help people get through this issue? I think it's a start. You know, the biggest problem is we don't know how long this is going to last. And so my fear is, is that it keeps going into the summer, that this isn't going to be enough. And I think this is a start and we're going to wait and see if people need more help down the road. And that's a good point. We may see more stimulus options certainly come down the line. That is for sure. Well, and that really just covers the individual side of the equation, Carrie. You already kind of teased that the small business owners have also been offered some nuggets here when it comes to the stimulus bill, and you've been walking a lot of people through that. You want to recap for us what's being offered to business owners to help them get through this part as well? Absolutely. And there are a couple of different loans and, and grants available for small business owners. And the first one is our economic uh, disaster relief program through the SBA. And that's something where you go to the SBA's website and you apply there directly. But just this week, I believe they have a new option where you can actually apply for a $10,000 advance. And my understanding of that is that if you qualify, that that $10,000 could actually be forgiven and not treated just as a loan. And so um, I think the SBA and the government realized that, you know, the time frame and, and getting small business owners this cash, it was not going to be quick. The SBA does not work quickly. It would be, you know, at least 30, if not 60, 90 days. And so they went in and did this $10,000, you know, advance that's supposed to get money into the business owner's hands quickly. Um, and so we're telling our clients, you know, go apply for the SBA loan and that $10,000 advance, you know, first. But then also there is the payroll protection program, and that is supposed to hit banks this 
Friday. And I've had a lot of conversations with one of my good banker friends in the town. And that is something that where the banks are going to lend out directly and be backed by the government. And so with the payroll protection program, you can get up to two and a half times your average monthly payroll from last year and apply that towards, you know, your future payroll, your rent expenses and utilities. And if you can provide receipts to the bank down the road, then that money is going to be forgiven as well. And so we're still learning about all of these rules and regulations day by day because they passed everything. We're still trying to figure it out, but just know that there are a lot of planning opportunities. So if anybody has any questions about how to apply on the small business owner side, we're just saying, hey, feel free to reach out to us. We're happy to walk you through um, the process and decide, you know, to apply to all of them or maybe just a couple of them and kind of what they would be qualified for. Yeah, it definitely would be helpful to get guidance through all that. I know it's a constantly changing landscape right now, and so it definitely has you know, some benefits to be able to lean on somebody who's ingrained in the conversation like you, Carrie. So if anybody has any questions, we do invite you to reach out, 870-275-4304. Carrie and company at Qureshi Law Firm still working, working remotely, just like many of us, able to certainly help you get through this time and put a better plan in place and adjust to all these different things that are coming down the pike. 870-275-4304 or go online to QureshiLaw.com. That's QureshiLaw.com. We'll put all the links and things that you need to get in touch in the description of today's show. It's time for the mailbag. We want to hear from you. Well, that's a lot, Carrie, and I know we've just really scratched the surface of all of this kind of stuff, but uh, thought we would at least take some time to still squeeze in a listener question on today's show, if that uh, sounds good to you. Yep, absolutely. Perfect. Let's take this one from uh, Rick in Little Rock. And Rick says, I retired two years ago with more than a million dollars in my IRA, which I thought at the time would be more than enough to give me the retirement lifestyle that I want. And I'll probably be fine, but it makes me nervous every time I withdraw money from that account because I don't want to live too long and run out of money. And with the recent downturn, well, it makes it worse. Am I worrying too much? Well, that's a great question. And it all comes down to if he has a plan or not. And it sounds like this listener doesn't have a plan where he's stress tested the withdrawals coming out of his portfolio. And that's something that's critical in any financial plan is we we want to stress test it. We want to say out of all of these market simulations of ups and downs and different rates of returns, how likely is it going to be that I don't run out of money based on my life expectancy and healthcare costs and all of these other factors? And so normally when our clients have been through this stress test, then there's a lot of peace of mind of knowing, you know, hey, we're going to be okay even with the recent volatility. So the first thing I would say is if you haven't done that in your portfolio, you know, please, you know, make sure to stress test the portfolio. But the other concern is 
that taking withdrawals in a down market in your early years of retirement, it can be more harmful than if you had, you know, a down portfolio later years in retirement, if that makes sense. And so Rick just said he retired two years ago. And so again, I would want to stress test this portfolio to where we had a couple of down years and then let the portfolio recover and see, you know, is it going to be okay? And then I think the third factor really, um, and we've been talking about this with a lot of our clients, is, is the idea of something called a volatility buffer. And I love the idea of having a volatility buffer because all that is, Walter, is just another bucket of money to pull from when you need income and leave your investment portfolio, your stock portfolio alone until it can recover. And so for some of our clients, their volatility buffer may just be, you know, some cash on the side. Maybe they have a home equity loan they can pull from. Um, We use cash value life insurance as a great volatility buffer. And just by having enough money for a couple of years that we can tap into and let that stock portfolio recover, it makes a huge impact on the overall success of the retirement plan. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah, it does make a lot of sense. I mean, no matter how much money you have, depending, it doesn't really matter when it comes to how much you're worrying because it's all about what you're spending and, you know, the full equation, the full situation, you know, what are you using those dollars for? What's the purpose? And so, yeah, I, I think anytime somebody doesn't have a great plan in place, you're going to see that worry, whether you have $100,000 for retirement or a million or more, depends on all the other factors that go into your situation because it just really underscores how everybody needs that customized plan. And that's something that I know that you work very uh, sharply with, with folks, Carrie, is helping them integrate not only the financial side of this equation, but the financial, the legal, and the life planning. And you help bring it all together into a plan that makes sense and that people understand. Right. And, and that's always been our passion is not just a focus on one aspect of, you know, the investments or the taxes or the legal, um, because they all work together. And so that's what we're talking about when we talk about integrated financial, legal and life planning. We want to make sure that we cover all of these different aspects of their life and their money so that their wealth is protected and that their loved ones are protected. So for a lot of listeners, if they're interested in learning more about what we do, we encourage them to give us a call or go to our website and to request our free wealth protection toolkit. And that includes a couple of the books that I've written, an audio CD, and a couple of you know really great reports on financial, legal, and life planning. And so that's really important to kind of get that into your hands and get some education so you understand, you know, what might be important to them and what we could do for them. If you want to get that uh, Family Wealth Protection Toolkit, all you have to do is go to QureshiLaw.com and you can access it there. Again, we'll put a link to it in the description of today's show, along with the other contact information for Carrie if you do need to get in touch. But it's a great toolkit that helps people prepare to integrate that financial, legal, and life planning all together and gets the process started and gives you some great information that you can use as well. If you want to get this free toolkit, they'll ship it to your house. You can learn all about how to protect your loved ones and build wealth and create a lasting legacy as well. KureshiLaw.com. Or again, you can give a call at 870-275-4304. Well, Carrie, we covered a lot of ground on today's show. So much to talk about. I could probably think of a hundred other questions to ask you, but to keep the podcast easy for people to digest, maybe we'll cap it there. And we'll, I'm sure we'll still be talking about this next month in some way, shape or form. So we'll be ready to retool the conversation once again then. 
Absolutely. It was great talking to you, Walter, and, and loved our topics today. Um, like I said, we'll pick it up next time. You got it. Thanks so much for tuning into the show. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out to Carrie. Otherwise, stay safe and healthy. We'll talk to you next time right back here on Smart Simple Wealth. Did you know you can subscribe to the Smart Simple Wealth Podcast with your favorite app? It's on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and dozens of other places where you listen to podcasts. And if it's not on an app you'd like to use, let us know and we'll get it on there. To make sure you never miss an episode, just search Smart Simple Wealth on your favorite podcasting platform today and subscribe. Investment advisory services offered through Pegasus Wealth Coaching, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Legal services provided by Qureshi Law Firm, PLLC. The Qureshi Law Firm and Pegasus Wealth Coaching are not affiliated in any way. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Opinions expressed are subject to change without notice and are not intended as investment or legal advice. Past performance does not guarantee future results. Consult your financial professional before making any investment decision. Information provided does not create an attorney-client relationship and cannot substitute for obtaining legal advice from an attorney admitted to practice law in your state.